Welcome to the Comfortable in Chaos Podcast. Podcast. Strangle your demons and let's go. Y'all need Jesus! podcast i am your host eric helberg we're just living life in a day man and you know like einstein we have no special talents we're just passionately curious passionately curious about all things pertaining to men how did we get here and where in the hell is it that we plan on going man We finished an episode right after our Veterans Day episode, purposefully kept light for the day that it was, but then we delved a little bit deeper in the subsequent episode, which was released for Monday. And the title of it, although it's a bit of a catch, unless you listen to the episode, is Silence in Slavery. Now, we talked about sounds of freedom. We talked about silence being good and bad. But I wanted to go back. You know, one of my mantras is, in order to go forward, sometimes you have to go backwards. And let's wrap this sucker up with a ribbon, and then let's move on to the concurrent theme of the day. So we had mentioned different aspects of slavery and now that there are more slaves on the earth than ever before in recorded history, the majority of which are women and children, children that are both boys, children that are both girls, and a lot of teenage and young women. We also talked about underdeveloped nations, and the example that I was speaking about came from the movie The Sounds of Freedom. If you looked how women were forced to live, they had no other choice at the hands of the rebels in Colombia, right? What were they going to do? They basically exist solely for the whims of the dominant males, in that village and or in that culture and or in that province and or in that area and or in that state. And it is very much like a ton of places in this world. You can go to the continent of Africa. You can go to the Middle East. You can go to many of the islands, many of the places, many of the rainforest. Many of the places in the world whereby there is still jungle terrain and inhabitants, indigenous people there, it hasn't changed. Are those women and children slaves? I think that's a fair question. If they cannot exert an appropriate level of control over their lives, are they not slaves? At the same time, 
I'm thinking about that movie A Million Miles Away that I mentioned in an episode earlier on, uh, about the first 15 episodes. We were talking about migrant farm worker, from hence he came, and then became an astronaut, Aaron Hernandez. His family was migrant farmers. And you've heard me mention, although briefly, that my wife, her family, and my wife up until her teenage years, was also a migrant farmer. Her family either picked oranges in Wachula, Florida, or hoed sugar beets, and or picked apples in Montevideo, Minnesota. Now, they could come and go as they pleased, but that was their job. If you go through California today, California today, and just get off of the 99 and go a little bit further east into the interior in those farming communities, you will find what are now in present day called migrant camps. Go get closer on up to Wenatchee, Washington. Think cherries, think apples. And you will have what are called migrant camps. Think Rio Grande Valley of Texas, where migrants, meaning illegals, also in those other previous states, work the fields. Now, I have not seen migrant camps, excuse me, in South Texas, but I do see the migrants working in the fields. However, in California and Washington, bastions of liberty, right? Anything goes, everyone's free, everything's cool. They have cyclone fences, elevated fences around the perimeters of these migrant camps. All the migrant camps have a name. They have, um, as you would call in the military, a PXBX commissary. They can do all their shopping. They're all self-contained. Some of them have schools. And the only time that they leave is when they go to the fields and work. Other than that, they come back to the interior of the perimeter of that camp and live their lives. Is that slavery? I think it's a fair question. It's a very fair question. Now, we know when we were talking earlier, we're talking about kids, babies, being forced into slavery, sexual slavery, that they essentially get wiped off the map from where they came from. They no longer exist, and we know it has happened in the tens of millions And I ended that episode, Silence and Slavery, saying we were going to approach a word that is commensurate with that. If you are eradicating a group of people, I mean, you may be moving them from one locale to another, but they no longer exist where they were, meaning they're gone. And their families no longer have anything to do with them, and the majority of these kids will never get back and or be found. 
So it's almost as if they are dead. Can't we liken that to genocide? I believe we can. We've had so many modern-day genocides, yet no one ever talks about them. There are present-day genocides going on in the Middle East, a lot of them perpetrated with weapons that are purchased from here, allies of ours. We don't talk about that. Continent of Africa, constant strife and civil war, people killing people. I talked about the Balkans and that genocide. That was in the mid-90s. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of current genocides going on. And I would venture to say if we have tens of millions of kids missing and are gone, that is genocide. And that got me to think even further. Why are children able to be disposable and or expendable? What has happened to the world whereby they can be treated as chattel, bought property, less than, nothing than? It really comes from a total devaluation of human life. It is demonic. You heard me. It is demonic. <sighs> now, we're talking about different groups. Most of these children that get trafficked like this, yes, there are a lot of Asians. There are a lot of people with brown skin. When you get into other continents, there are people with black skin. And I don't think it's a crazy question, but I think it is one that is going to make people think. And guess what? It is equally as demonic. We've lost now since Roe v. Wade... Maybe two generations of children right here in America. We're not talking about the few comparatively in numbers that have been abducted and moved out of here. We're talking about the wholesale slaughter. A lot of times, dismemberment, unbelievable pain. I'm not even going to get into that, whereby heads are punctured. Fully formed bodies, heads, living beings and bodies. We're talking ready to be born. Totally viable, healthy babies whereby they are destroyed in the act we so fondly called abortion. We've lost a couple of generations of Americans. And not because of war or disease, but simply because we said it was cool to destroy or kill infants. To sacrifice them. Hey, maybe just like the old uh, 
bell wor- bell worshipers. We'll just set up some funeral pyres and throw all the newborns in them. <gasps> That's absolutely abhorrent. But it's perfectly fine to reach inside of a woman's body and cut a baby to pieces, puncture its head, suction it out. Other times actually deliver them and kill them then. They feel all that. Abortion. How many tens of American, men, millions of Americans have we lost? 50 million? Could we have a greater society doing greater good for the greater good of the world had those babies been alive? It's demonic. Who would approve of it? Who would approve of that? And why? How sick could you be? Well, let's get a little Hitler-esque here. That was a genocide, right? Third Reich, six, probably really seven million Jews at that time. Wholesale slaughter in various ways. Well, we know that the Nazis and Hitler left an indelible stamp on America. Oh, yeah. We have wonderful women like Margaret Sanger who brought that ideology here in the form of population control. It was adhered to by people such as Bill Gates' daddy. Oh, he was a big wig over there in Planned Parenthood in the Northwest. You didn't hear? Oh, and all those wonderful administrators of Planned Parenthood. They're just good people providing women an opportunity to grow albeit without the kids that they went and fornicated around and in many cases casually just uh, jumped into bed. Uh Uh-oh, accident. (gasps) Infringement upon my lifestyle. Hmm. What am I going to do with a kid? Well, damn it. There's plenty of people who, because of medical concerns, biological ways, reasons, they can't have kids. They'd be wonderful parents. They would love to take your kid, but that would be a hassle. We'll make our babies, but we don't need to keep them or find someone else that could adequately care for them. We'll kill them. Yeah. The crazy thing is, most of those Planned Parenthoods, and if you go to Houston, Texas... It's right there in one of the wards in Houston, this behemoth of a building... Fabulous building, my goodness. But most of those Planned Parenthood locations typically are in what we call these days lower income and or minority neighborhoods. So are we saying that we are killing a disproportionate number of, do you want to say Hispanic? Since Hispanic encompasses many different if you want to call it people of origin who speak Spanish from different places, not just Mexico. So we're killing a disproportionate number of Hispanics and a disproportionate number of African American babies. Hmm. Is this akin to slavery and or genocide? I think it is.
but yet no one wants to talk about it. There are demons in our midst, men. There are evildoers in our midst, men. It's time all these things get boiled to the surface. It's time to start talking about it. It's time to start taking a stand for what is <laughs> godly, which means truth and correct, and what is not. As men, you've heard me mention before that we are supposed to be the shepherds and shields of our ladies. Now, you can have an absolute lioness of a woman. Hell, I have one. And when we know when you get into these prides, it's the lionesses that are doing the hunting, the killing. What's that male, what is that male lion's job? Well, to perpetuate the pride and to protect it, protect it when danger arises. And you can have very adept women, but they can still, no matter how competent, no matter how mentally strong, they can still have instances whereby they need masculine, strong, assured physicality that they cannot bring to bear. That is our job. Moreover, if in your day-to-day -day life with the women in your life that you love, should you ever find yourself domineering over them, whether it is in speech, uh, the threat of physicality because perhaps you can get louder, you're bigger, and or even with mental constructs, shame on you. You know it's being used as a tactic. Get some help. No woman should ever be in fear for herself in any capacity at home with a loved one. And no woman or no little girl should ever be forced into slavery. Let's think about that, men, as we keep moving forward with issues of consequence. On the Comfortable and Chaos Podcast, I am your host, Eric Helberg, and I bid you bon voyage, my burgeoning flock. Until next time, like and subscribe to the Comfortable